0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Biz Bites, and I have Karen with me from B Cyber. Uh, Karen, well, we've met each other several times in the past. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. Um, just by means of introduction, why don't you uh, tell everybody what B Cyber does? Thanks. Great to be here. Good to see you
1: again. Um, B Cyber is a business risk mitigation company we focus on cyber security in the financial services space for SMEs so because we're an SME ourselves and our background is financial services what we try to do is make cyber security affordable and understandable for the SME um, although interestingly of late it's been more breach remediation where I've met people in the past and they've gone on their merry way and they go I've got a breach can you help me and it's like yes I can but I would prefer to help you before the breach rather than during but whatever
0: works for you proactivity rather than reactionary and uh yes i know that's a big issue isn't it for a lot of people and uh but i think that's a common theme in business anyway um you know people tend to react rather than be proactive and i think it even talks you know there aren't as many businesses that are strategic as they perhaps should be which is where your area falls into you have to be strategic about mitigating risk
1: Oh, look, 100%. And most people, when I I know when I do presentations at conferences and things, and they go, oh, it's the tech person. I'm going, no, I'm the business risk person. Tech is just another business risk. So people need to get their head around that. They're starting to, but, you know, they still, you know, for example, when you're doing breach remediation, everyone goes, it's all technical. It's like, that's only a component of it. There's the communication piece, there's the legal piece, there's the insurance piece, there's the GRC piece. So it's actually quite a broad church and people are slowly getting there. But, you know, being proactive, it's so much cheaper and so much less stressful to do it before something happens rather than trying to do it while something's happening. Um, I don't think people understand the level of stress that's someone who is, un- is knee-deep in a cyber breach, especially in SME, because they don't have vast quantities of money or people to throw at this thing. And it's their livelihood. You know, they've built up a business over 10, 20 years, and then all of a sudden one wrong pop-up, one wrong click, one wrong whatever has put their entire livelihood in, in danger. And, you know, it could have been stopped perhaps a little bit more easily if, you know, they've gone through like an education piece or beefed up their resilience programs. But, you know, hindsight's a gorgeous thing. I just wish more people would focus on, okay, it's going to happen to me. What do I need to do to minimise the risk rather than it will never happen to me. I'll deal with it when it happens.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think that it's such a big uh, thing. And it's it's, it's such an educational process really because, uh, you know, business leaders today who, you know, uh, uh, remember a time when this wasn't an issue, when there was no really thing about cybersecurity was, yeah, maybe you you stick an antivirus um, thing on your computer, but that was really the only concern and that, you know, oh, we could all tell when they were spam emails, so we just avoided them uh, and it wasn't really an issue. But that's not the case anymore, which kind of begs the question as well, Karen, I mean, how did, how did, get in, how did you get into this space in the first place? Because obviously it's it's something that you've adapted to in recent years.
1: Very much so. So my background is consulting into advice practices. So I work with some of the big players in the sell and the asset management land. So I would go out to practices and we do business consulting, you know, be it sales, compliance, education, whatever it happened to be. Um, and my business partner, who I've known since my um, graduate program at Leads. we won't go into years but it's, it's double digits higher double digits um said Are you including cyber in your risk discussions and i went no i mean this is you know three four years ago and i went no and he said might be worth considering so um the opportunity came up for me to actually do the startup with graham and we started doing consulting into afsls who were purchasing from overseas into the australian market Um, and mainly in the US, to be honest, because they have quite stringent requirements if they're listed. They need to do certain things and look at certain things. So we were were doing that. And we found that as we were doing the DD on these businesses, that they just weren't doing enough. Like, you know, for example, websites. And I've got a beautiful example today, thanks to uh, the New South Wales government. Thank you for that breach. That's a great example of what not to do. Um, But websites that is an attack vector, so a place where someone can get in, that no one ever seems to um, to secure properly. I've yet to see any website properly secured or, and in some instances, even properly set up. It There's the cheap way of doing things, which is called like a multi-site, um, and then there's the slightly more expensive, which is a single site. So the difference is a standard multi-site is you are the master of your own destiny, you look after everything, a multi-site is you, the guy down the road, the bike shop, the, the bottle shop, the whatever, you're all on the one thing. So if one goes down, you all go down. And when we were doing DD on that, we were just going, you're an advice business. You're you're on a multi-site with a bike shop. Why? Why, 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 why? So um, we realised then that people don't understand cybersecurity for a start. They don't understand how all-encompassing it is. So it is the website, it is your devices, it is the education of the staff, it is the business risk. And we also found that people are not comfortable asking technical people, "What what do you mean? I've been in board meetings where I've had the chair, you know, tap the desk next to him and say, you sit with me for a bit. And this was before I'd even joined the cyber community. This is when I was doing advice. And I'd sit there and then the tech guy would come in and the the chair would, you know, practically bruise my ribs by going, hey, what is he saying? And i go, oh, well, what he's trying to say is X, y, Z, A B C. And then at the end, it better off me, I said, why aren't you asking? You know, ask him, not me. I, I'm here for advice and investment and stuff. And he said, because you explained it in plain English and he just talks in techie terms and I just don't get it. And yeah. I went.
0: It's <laughs> it's that, amazing. That sort of it's amazing how that that happens I think in so many businesses where you, you they get so involved in the uh in the technical side of of things in with certain people and um and acronyms is one of my pet hates. Oh. Um, you know I I um I went to work for an organization this was many years ago. And uh day one I started and they said, Oh, come join us. We're having a big team meeting and there's maybe a hundred people in the room. And um there were that many acronyms. I was literally sitting with Google under under the table going, What what does that mean? I was, I would think I was about an hour behind in everything because by the time I Googled it, they'd moved, there was another six that had been raised. And, uh, but it's, but what's really interesting about some of the things that you said there is, is I think there is a lack of understanding and appreciation and for too long, it's been a sector as particularly as, you know, having been in the web, web building business as well, uh, as part of our, uh, part of our offer is that for too often, when it comes to things like hosting, it's been about price for everybody. So they've gone, well, let's go with the big name, uh, pick, pick one of those big name providers, they'll do it for a couple of dollars they'll on sell some you know some sort of security as well but it's all very generic and it's all and and really they suit businesses who are kind of in startup mode or side businesses side hustle businesses where it's not really about gathering it much information and it's kind of a brochureware based website and that's fine but the the um once you've got a serious business uh, if you're if you've not got someone managing your site on a monthly basis, then you're at risk. And percent. Oh, um, you
1: know, and yeah, and, and what we found especially like the small business owner, they you know, they're trying to stick to their knitting. They're trying to grow and make money out of business, as they should. But you know, they, they try to be the expert as well, and you sit there going. You don't need to be the cyber expert, but what you do need to understand is if promises are made, they have been delivered. So an example would be if your um, cyber consultant says, I'm going to provide you with, I don't know, anti-malware or something. You pay it, but that's not the end of it. You actually say, okay, so the anti-malware is where exactly? Can you show me? Or have them provide evidence? Because what we have found, and unfortunately was during a variety of breaches um so late last year people had paid for things and and not got things um and you know you sit as i said you know you sit down and they bring out the old tla the three letter acronyms and you just sit there going it's a yes or no question have you done it yes or no very simple don't give me oh i'm going to do it not interested It's a yes or no question. And to come back to your TLAs, what I noticed when I changed industries is that what I thought I knew from financial services like ATO and assets and things of that nature, I have them in cyber, but totally different, totally different. The ATO to most people means the Australian tax office, but in cyber, it means account takeover. And you can see we, I've been in meetings where the technical guy is going about this ATO and the guy next to me is going, oh, it's a tax officer. Oh, my goodness, my goodness, because that puts the fear of God into pretty much everyone. And and then 10 minutes later they go, it wasn't tax officer. Nope. No oh, I, close,
0: my I love those acronyms that are, <laughs> I, that, uh, are shared. And, and uh, I went to university and um, uh, at the course that I did and I was staying on campus. And, um, you know, you, you do the usual thing, what to, What are you doing? And they'd give you the acronym for the course. And I had all these people telling yeah. me that studying GP. And I thought, gee, there's a, there's a lot of doctors here. I didn't realise there were a lot of doctors. No, it turns out they were general primary teachers. Um, very big difference in, in educational level and the kind of things that you're doing. Uh so uh, you know really I was a little bit scared when I thought some of them were going to be doctors um made a little bit more sense when they were starting to be primary school teachers it, you know it can be misleading with those things and I think I know one of the questions I like to ask people is is what's the one thing that you wish people knew uh, about your business that they don't and I think that the, I think we've almost kind of covered that in some senses is just that people don't really fully grasp that this is an area that is um critical the businesses who choose to leave this and not and not employ someone be it internal or external to uh to be overseeing this then you're in trouble right
1: look i i mean you you do get the odd practitioner who's you know self-taught and very very good i mean some of the best hackers are self-taught to be frank however um I think you know admitting you've got a problem is the first step. <laughs> so you know getting an external assessment on what you've done, like what you've done may in fact be fabulous. And that's great. You know, tick for you, move on, life is good. But it may not be so fabulous, in which case that's fine too. You just need to identify where the gaps are, where the vulnerabilities are, and then it's a business risk discussion. Do you want to do something? If no, the business that's a business risk, and that's fine. If yes, do you want us to do it with you or do you want to do it? Um and, and you know, once again, it, it comes down to the, the whole business risk. What we have found is that when people are comfortable to, to ask what they perceive to be the dumb question and there are no dumb questions, and then we explain it to them, they go, oh right. You know, for example, when I would when we when we do breaches, um, you know, people go, oh, there's someone in my it's like, okay, think of it like this. You've got a fence around your house? And they're going, yes. And I went, if it was built in the 1960s, there will be this lovely little lattice work number made out of bricks. I said, you've got holes in it. And they're going, right. And i went. we're here to find where the holes are. We will then plug the holes. We will then go next to the house in the house yard. We will get rid of all of the people that shouldn't be in your house yard and toss them out and get rid of them. Then we'll start looking at putting reinforcement and good fencing around so there are no holes. And they're going... That's as hard as it is. And the reinforcement is everything from, you know, as you said earlier, you know, the technical stuff, the antivirus, the anti-malware, the the, the DMARC and all of that sort of stuff, which is a great, you know, yay. It's also about the education piece. You need to educate both your staff and your clients. I mean, the, the World Economic Forum did a report last year and they said 95% of all cyber breaches have a human component as a starting point which roughly translates into someone's clicked something they shouldn't have. I mean, that, that, that's what it comes down to. And, you know, let's deal with that, you know. And the other thing that we have noticed is that once someone has been breached, once a small and medium business has been breached, they're very sensitive to any particular phishing, like there's, Bucket loads of ATO phishing at the moment. I don't know why, please ATO, don't come after me. And I mean the tax office in this instance, um, but they just seems to be, and they're really good. Like they're not a li- like they're really good. Um, and we sit down and go, all right. So if you've had someone who has been personally breached, um, and that could be they've accidentally pressed on one of those naughty links, or um, they go to their mailbox and they find that they've got a credit card in there that they didn't order. I mean. That's a cybersecurity issue, but it's more about physical security in that respect. So have you got a lock on your mailbox? If you do not, get one, and that is why. Because once you get that little card that you haven't ordered, you then have to literally follow the bouncing ball. You have to alert the institution. You have to alert www.cyber.com.au, individual, report, get a police number. You have to deal with your credit score. You Have to make sure that you've decided that I'm going to lock my credit score for is it 21 days or is it 12 months? Like, there are things that you can do, but there's no one spot and one person that will say, say Step one, do this, step two, do that, step three, do that. But once someone's been breached, they're very sensitive to that, and you know, they'll call and go, My client, it's like it's not a problem, this is what you do. So,
0: that's yeah, it's, it's- it brings into, I mean, look, we, I know we can talk about this for a long time because there's so much to cover. But I, I'm interested in it as well from a from a marketing perspective. I mean, how do you get? How are you getting your messages out there so that people are finding you as and because it is it, interestingly enough, even though it's a newish space, it's it's becoming crowded. You know, there are a lot of so-called cybersecurity experts out there at the moment. Yeah. So how do how does a CEO identify the right business to come to, and what are you doing as far as? Marketing is concerned.
1: Well, I, I just sort of want yeah, I just want to reinforce that fact. I mean, as I said, we work in financial services predominantly. So financial services is one of the most high, highly regulated industries in Australia by none by country map. You know, someone sneezes, they've got to do a contemporaneous file note. Someone coughs, they are going to do an SOA, whatever. Um, cyber is the almost the complete opposite. <laughs> there are no there are no rules and regs when it comes to that sort of thing. So I think that's It's important that if they're dealing with someone, they know what they're getting. So what is their background? Do they speak plain English or do they speak technical gobbledygook? We tend to get our clients from word of mouth. Um, We do seminars, for example, for AFSL conferences and PD days, or the CPAs we do um, presentations for, and we do a number of other um, association type uh, presentations. And, you know, we find that, you know, we may not get business right there right now, but when the proverbial hits the fan, I get these little calls, hi, I saw a presentation you did in like November and you mentioned that, you know, you might be able to help if there was a breach and we think we've got a breach because it's all about, yeah, it's not looking good. <laughs> and so, you know, and then other times it, it's literally word of mouth. So we we get most of ours through word of mouth. We get a lot of people following us on LinkedIn and some of the other social media channels as well. Um, We do a Friday file, which we'll wait for this one every Friday. I know, radical. what can I do? And we provide handy hints to people who follow us on LinkedIn, you know. So we try to do the education piece, and we find that um, if someone's been following us for a while, then they start to reach out. Then we go. All right, let let's have a chat. Um, I think one of the things that people always assume, and and not necessarily correctly, is that cybersecurity, especially the tech piece, can be really, or is really, really expensive. Yes, it can be. But as an SME ourselves, we know that every dollar counts. So you put together a security program that is relevant for the individual, so that they can afford it, rather than putting something up that's you know nine grand USD, which I can do if that floats your boat, I'm more than happy to do it. It's gorgeous. It's enterprise. It's just beautiful anti-ransomware. But not everyone can afford that. I mean, you know, no. and there are other things that we can do.
0: I, I think it's, a, I, I love what you do, Karen, and I love the way you approach it. And I think, uh, you know, um, for, for listeners of the of the show will know that I, I ask everyone who's coming on the show to give me 20, in 25 words or less um, you know what's the biggest challenge or question that your customers are faced with before they jump for joy at finding you, you and your business? And you kind of you've answered that, um, but but I, I want to read out what you what you've written because I think it superbly um, you know wraps up things for us here today. Um, the B Cyber mission to revolutionise SME cyber risk management. We speak the language of business and understand cybersecurity. We make cybersecurity understandable obtainable and affordable and I think you've uh, beautifully summarised all of that in what we've uh, in what we've discussed today and just to wrap things up though um, I know that you've got uh, an assessment option for people do you want to just talk to that and we're going to make information about that available with the podcast as well. Well
1: thank you look everyone like SMEs in general often go I just don't know where to start Okay, so we go back to Tintax and we go, all right, let's do a line in the sand. And that is what an assessment is. So we, our assessment is not just a technical assessment. It has qualitative and quantitative components. So we look at, you know, the usual frameworks, which I can name drop like NIST and Essential A. It means nothing to anyone other than, you know, do you, do you meet this framework? Yes, no. What do we need to do to fix up the gaps? Basically, that's it. And then the other piece is more tech. So we actually go on. We give people, um, it's a bit like a credit score, but it's called a CyberFit score. And we go on to the individual devices and say, hey, what's happening on this device? Do you have a VPN? Do you have this, that, and the other? Then you're given a score, and if you get a high score, excellent if you get a low score less excellent um and we give you handy hints on what to to do and how to fix it and then we also look at the website we do a surface view we don't this is not a pen test by any stretch we don't go behind anyone's um paywall or anything like that that's not what we do this is just a surface level assessment and we can say well look you know you've got some vulnerabilities here they are You can either choose to do it by yourself, so self-directed. We give you um, the tools to be able to do it. Or if you want us to handhold a bit, then we can assist you. And the assistance, it depends on the knowledge of the individual. Some people need quite a bit. um, And others are happy to do some of it themselves. And then they get to the reports and they go, I don't know, this is just a report with lots of stuff in it. Give me five things to do. And I go, easy, this one, this one, this one, this one. And then they can actually decide... I can't do anything more now, but down the track, you know, I'm going to do options six, seven, and eight, and that's fine too. So it's like a roadmap, I guess.
0: Fantastic. Well, look, we'll, we'll include details with that with the with the podcast. Um, and and I do encourage people to to look into it. Uh, when it comes to cybersecurity, it is um, it's not just something that's being talked about in newspapers. You really do need to look into it. So, um, Karen Stevens from uh, from B Cyber, thank you so much for being a guest on Biz Bytes. and uh, we look forward to having you uh, all listening to us again for the next episode. Thanks,
1: Anthony. It's been a pleasure.